Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the From Busy to Rich podcast. Our podcast exists to inspire advisors to increase their possibility and their quality of life, and not just for themselves, but for the people around them that they serve, which today, actually, we're going to talk about how you serve your staff uh, and your team. So we're going to bring in uh, that part of uh, your leadership. Uh, Wes, welcome, as always. Thanks, Andy. Love being here. We're going to talk about um, a consumption and how that needs to be an intentional part of our lives. And I, I thought about this uh, as, as we were planning, you know, uh, some people are really, really um, intentional about, um, uh, you know, I go to church and they've got the uh, the um, uh, communion time and they're like, hey, if you can't eat, uh, what is the, what is the, um, I'm not one of these people, so I don't remember, but what is the, uh, the, um, the bread, you're not supposed to have this in it. What is it called? Gluten. Uh, gluten. Yeah, the gluten-free. So like, if you don't want that much gluten in that tiny little bread, you know, they make you walk all the way back and go get some different ones, right? But some people are so intentional about gluten that they will walk from the front row of the church all the way to the back to get their little tiny piece of bread that has no gluten in it, right? And um, you brought this quote to us uh, about consumption that I think is a good place for us to start the conversation. So, so what is it and where did it come from? Yeah. So, uh, Cheryl Green in our office, who does like everything that no one else knows how to do or ideas that I come up with that I'm like, I don't know who else to give this to. So, so oh. Cheryl gets those ideas and says, so like, go try and figure this out. And then she may enlist other people on the team to help her, but she's kind of like the air traffic controller is, is yeah. what I would say. But every week, she or every day, actually, she sends out like some either either really thought provoking idea or inspirational quote, and um, and I, I always love them. You know, it's kind of very short, gets the day started for you. But the one she sent out this morning, and because I had a whole different direction we were going to go, and when I saw this quote uh, by Miles Adcox, I thought, oh, we got to talk about that. And and here's <laughs> the quote: He said, "We're not immune to what we consume." We're not immune to what we consume. And I like that for a couple of reasons. One is because it rhymes and I'm a big, I love things that rhyme and yep. are sticky and portable. Uh, but the other is the relevance to this thing. Like we could, we, we're not going to, but we could have a, a two hour, you know, Joe Rogan podcast on this and yep. it would make it fun too. So we'll, maybe we'll do that with him at some point. Um, but it, it, but it, it has so much application and it's so near and dear to, to me. Um, and, and one, just what we, we like to teach to other advisors that are really working hard to become uh, another better offer to the clients sure. that they're serving. Sure. But in particular, and this is where I think we can go a lot of places today, is, is how, how they're doing that with the team that they're surrounding themselves with as they grow. And, 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 and it, I mean, if I have one, out, one like big idea around this, hey, you, you know, you, you're not immune from what you consume – we need to consume by design rather than by default because all of us, all of us on the planet have far more things that we can do with our time than we have time. We have far more uh, places we could be entertained than we can stop in, in time and be entertained. Far more, you know, books you can read, conferences you can go to. There's just way more things, even in the general flow of work activity during the day that we could do than we have time to do. And so... What I think easily happens is we're not careful. We tend to consume what we consume in the busyness of life by default rather than by design. 
by, by just kind of going through the motions and running fast and working hard. And, and as I've observed lives of just tons and tons of advisory practices, those that are elite and stay elite are so intentional in this area of consumption and in the area of both alignment with where their team's going, what, what, what things are we plugging in every week and regular protected time in the middle of the thing, there's more projects going on than they have time to get to of developing, uh, intentionally developing their team together in a, in a, in a, in a, in a movement or in a direction. So I heard you say a couple things and I want to add a third. So I heard you say at first that we will never have time to do all the things that we'd like to do or consume all the, that's, if that reality that you agree with as you're listening or watching us, um, then we're on the same page. The second truth that, that Wes shared was that we have to carve out the things that we want to do. We have to carve out the time because, because everything that the, the urgent, right? The loud, it will always cr- find its way in unless we create space. Meaning if we're just living by default, as you say, instead of design, uh, Wes, then our default is what's loudest, right? Or what's easiest. Like this is our human nature, right? Uh, versus I'm going to really live by design and, and consume by design. And then the third is that, um, and I think this is where we'll go next, is that consumption is an investment that is worth the investment. And I think that, you know, the great news, if you're listening to the show, you're the kind of person that is intentional about what you consume. Um, now, I'll be honest, Wes, sometimes I want to zone out. When I'm cutting the grass, I put in my, you know, best hits of the 90s, you know, rock music. You know, sure. I, I want to zone out and that's fine. Um, but the kind of person who's listening to this right now is intentional about what they consume. I'm wondering if you could maybe press them a little bit on ways that they could consume more intentionally um, and, and maybe have them ask some questions of themselves about, hey, are you feeling this, this and this? And that might be a sign that you're not consuming or your team is not consuming in the right way. So what are those things? So I think particularly with advisors that are growing a team um, that is doing their their work out in the marketplace, because there is so much going on and so the next project and the next goal that they're moving towards, I see the, the biggest area of underinvestment would be in this intentionally intentional team development. And there's a great... Um, Henry Ford quote, everybody knows Henry Ford, founder of Ford Motor Company. And, and he said this, this quote that is stuck in my head um, around this topic. And it's, it's this, it's that the only, only thing worse than training your employees and having them leave is not training them and having them stay. <laughs> and, and, you know, and the way I would probably relanguage that is because I talked to, you know, tough advisors and, and when, when you, and we're going to, I'm going to share some of these today, but our team, we are such a growth-oriented team, meaning yeah. we spend a lot of time and budget. And remember, Andy, we're, we're a profit-sharing company. So, so if budget is going to something um, like going to a conference or buying books for everybody or having some specialty development class or whatever these things are, that's all money that would have been profit in the year that we earned it. But by design, we create budget to develop us individually, but also as a team in a, in a cohesive direction, because, and when I, when I get pushed back on this, the advisors are usually, oh, but Wes, you know, gosh, it, 
it costs a lot of money. And, you know, and again, I do get that a lot. What if I, what if we do this? And then my, my best, they, 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 I did put all this money in development and, and then they leave. And I said, well, what if you don't and they stay, you know, isn't that, isn't that worse? And, and how about if you create an environment where they don't want to leave? That, that, that can exist too. Maybe, maybe you should adjust some of the other things. And certainly growth oriented people are going to stay or going to want to be in environments where everybody else is, is like rowing the boat in that direction. So we do, we do a lot of things to do this. And, and if I could, like one thing I've done from the beginning, and I don't remember where I heard it, but it was back when it was just me and Stephanie, we would do this. Uh, Every Thursday, uh, we have 30 minutes that we call character development. And that's just where we have protected time that we're not talking about the the cases that we're working on or the document that needs to be summaried or the meetings that are coming up, you know, all the, all the different things. It's where we're talking about something that we believe is useful in developing us as as people or as an advisor or, or as friends or um, in, in, in the professional space. So it can, it can cross all these lines, but it's about becoming. And it's, it's where we're reading a book. And then we, we talk about how that book applies to our lives. It's where we're listening to a series. Uh, it could be a sermon series, could be a, a YouTube talk or a TED talk. Um, could be a podcast that we're listening to where we all intentionally by design, stop the, stop the, every, all the other things that have to be done. Cause that, that time is never going to be convenient. And we just talk about those, those things. And, and I'll tell you, I, I, I believe it's while that's a small little thing, it's led to just massive results, both in how we all grow in a direction and in, in, in what we know about each other, because just different aspects of conversation come up when you're, when you're talking about those kinds of things. Have you, um, I mean, I think one of the interesting things I think about this from sort of maybe a, a farming perspective or even like a, a personal development, like physical, um, of, of how you can add just a little to something, meaning if you from a plant perspective, you're not like saying, I want to switch out the soil. You're not even saying, I want to switch out the plant. You're just saying, listen, I've got soil, I've got a plant. Um, and for a, maybe on a physical, personal level, it's like, I've got a body and I've got food. But if you just add, you know, this 10% to what you eat or the supplement, right? Or you add this little bit to the soil, the, the yields of that can be tremendous, right? So I have a 16-year-old son who unfortunately has my build, which is not much of a build, right? Bodybuilder, he's got it. <laughs> he is actively trying to get stronger, okay? Uh, and and I, I'm just a scrawny guy, but he's doing a great job. Um, and yes, he's eating differently, but there's just little changes he's making on a consistent basis that are really paying off. And, and I, I want people to know, and then if you could speak to this, Wes, like how much does it take to just add that little bit more that will make that big of a difference, right? Because the soil is probably the same, the plant's the same, and the person's the same, and the food, you know, needs to be good food. But like, what are the, what are the little things you do to add? You said, Weekly, you guys are spending some time together. Yeah. Uh, what? What? I, I guess maybe another way to say this is: what percentage of your activity is going towards this intentional consumption, and then how much of an output do you do you give that credit for? Yeah. So, a couple thoughts around this. What one is just from a from a practical logistical standpoint? Yeah. It is truly a thirty minute block of time on Thursday morning at nine o'clock from 9 to 9.30 that, that our team is talking about 
a study of some kind, not you know, just the one we're currently in, which is why you guys have heard a lot of it on the podcast. And if you, again, I can't tell you enough, if you don't have this book, go get this book. Um, but is 10X easier than 2X? So our team's going through that together right now. And we talk about how it applies to the business, how it applies to our lives and personally. And, but it's, it's 30 minutes, so it's not exhaustive. Um, and everybody, you know, does the, does the pre-reading before. And, 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 you know, you get varying levels of participation, just pers- personality types and, um, and things like that. So, but everybody has the opportunity. Uh, that's the other thing is you can provide all the opportunities in the world. And we don't know what somebody's going through or like what, what the, how they're wired. Um, some are going to get more out of it than others. And that's because they, of their choice, um, yeah. as they do. But my job is to just provide the opportunity and, and then hopefully facilitate some good conversation. But, but that little bit of time, I hear that come up in meetings that I have with other, with, with, with our lead advisory team, with our planning team, um, all throughout the day, just this, Hey, I thought about this and here's how it applied to this. And here's what I said. So it's like that, that little bit of time, again, doesn't have to be exhausted, helps you think and see and move more powerfully when you've got good content. I think the other one, and this one costs a little more. This is, uh, we are really big on, uh, getting the team together several times a year and usually try and do it around some kind of, of like mindset development or practice, practice development or, or something that's going to elevate our capacity to think, see, and move. And sometimes that'll be a portion of the team because it's relative to their area. Sometimes it's the whole team. And when you have, uh, you know, I think we've got nine people that are a part of our, our team right now that live all across the country. Right. So that involves plane tickets and hotel rooms and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, conference fees, but it's not a, it's not, it, it's an investment in us becoming something better than what we are. And, and those times, you know, it t- and it takes time away from us turning out work, but guess what people, you know, th- it's, it's that little thing. I can, I can water the existing soil, but if I just buy that extra, you know, element and put it in there while that was a cost, that little thing is way more than me just continuing to water and, and run. It's like you can't, at some point, you can't out volume um, for production. You've got right. to actually think and see and do things differently. And th- this is, we want an environment and a culture that celebrates that. Yeah. So, so I, I want to tap into maybe there's someone listening, a lot of people listening, but there's, there's someone listening right now that they're frustrated in the growth of their team or themselves. So, so tell me, tell me, what are the signs of that frustration? What kind of things will they start to see if they're not intentional about their growth? I think it shows up in a number of ways. One is there's an absence of of alignment around a central vision or idea that is core to where the organization is going. Um, so therefore all this development and whatever you're doing, it's like, what's it for at the end of the day? If, if you're, unless you're aligned around, Hey guys, as a team, here's where I think we can go. Here's what life looks like for us three years from today. And let's back that down into the one year, you know, like we talk about all the time, if there's not some clarity there, and it's it's fine to change it, it to be wrong because you know you get to the top of a mountain, you realize oh, landscape's different. Let's not go there anymore. Let's go over here. Yeah. 
But without that, it's like, you, why am I going to that trading? Why are we doing this? Well, if we want to become this, what are the things that are going to put us in the best possible position to inherit that? Because there's not a person on our team that if in their clearest moments, if you said, hey, in a year, do you want to be more profitable and have a better quality of life, better relationships with your family and your friends and uh, enjoy the rhythm of your work more? And then, yeah. Well, then here's a book that a guy who's been really successful or a lady that's been really successful in building a team that does that has done. Let's get behind that. So so the burnout side, I think, comes in. I, I think I almost in every environment, this is true, but an absence of direction is is so critical to, uh, or absence of direction is, is what is a good indicator that you are going to experience people who just don't care. And they're going through the motions and getting a check. But yeah. the story you've invited them into is, hey, come work for me, I'll pay you. Yeah. And that's, that's where I want to go with it. That's where I want to go with it. Because I think that some people are struggling because they think, well, I have a story. And the story is like, we're business and come and work hard and I'll pay you. And that's, that's that. And, you know, we're, we're not selling, you know, you know, widgets that don't matter. We're helping people with their future. Right. Uh, we, 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 we have an important work we're doing, but, but there's gotta be more to it than just a paycheck. Right. So, so tell, tell us what, what are some examples for someone who's like, you know what? This sounds great to me. What is a larger vision I need to get and my people to be on board with other than like, uh, hey, come to work and make decent money? Yeah, I, I think you should st- stop. And one, we're, we're actually going to have Stephanie, uh, who, Stephanie McKinney, who's been with me for over 15 years, so over a decade and a half. And seen just about every iteration of growth that we've been through, other than my like first five, which were which were really bad ones to see anyway. Right. Um, but we talk a lot about this as a as a team. Is like if we are still, it, what's winning look like organizationally, and then and then giving people the space to also ask the question for themselves. If if we're on this trajectory, what's it look like for you personally? Mm-hmm. And and what would wild success look like in your role? But also. What's that look like, like with, with your family and with the relationships you care about and with the other big areas? You know, we've got those big five circles we always talk about, Andy, that are like intersecting circles of life, which are your, your physical self, your relationships, your uh, financial situation, your professional situation, and then your spiritual situation. All those, if you were writing the story of your life, what, what is, what would like a great life look like in those areas? And then, and then how does what we're doing here? in your professional life, fuel you in, in help harmoniously getting you where you want to be in those other areas. Again, you, you, you're going to have varying de- levels of participation. Some people are going to like dig deep into that, but even the ones that just get the monitor with the small amount of uh, like exposure to it, at least in that one moment, they're, they're, they're giving that kind of thing thought. And then you as a, as a, as a team leader or a group of leaders, if you're fostering that, what you're doing is you're intentionally saying, I want to invite you into a story that is that is more than just come here, come work for me and I'll pay you. Come work on this team and you'll get paid. That's an element. And you got to have that too, because everybody wants to, you know, everyone wants to make and keep work optional at some point in their life. And they only do that by generating capital, but it can't be the only element because there's a lot of ways to make money. Um, so so being intentional about that and, and talking about and touching these other things that will have an effect on their on the things they're doing professionally. The people that, that that don't talk about these things because they're like, well, there's no place for that here. I guarantee you, it 
it it shows up there whether they're whether you're talking about it or not. So let's encourage people. Again, we start off uh, with a quote about we are not immune to what we consume. So to be intentional that you are consuming things that add to your development to challenge you. But yes, it is an investment. But every great investment has one thing in common, which is that its returns are better than what you put in, right? And so we're, we want to make clear to you um, that this is a worthwhile investment and that that when you invest in being intentional about what you consume, um, you know, Wes says consume by design, not by default, that you will see returns from that uh, and it will thread itself through virtually every part of the business, every conversation you have, it will become part of your company's DNA. And when you do that, you'll see great returns. Um, so Wes, thank you for that. And we encourage all of you to um, take that time to decide what is the larger vision mission of our company? And then what are, what are you going to do in order to invest in that and to consume the right things so that ultimately you can reach that mission and vision? Wes, thanks for your time. Thanks, Andy.